Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hoydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another The Connector Podcast, and today it's an all-star podcast. I have with me Effie, I've got Olga, I've got Urs, and obviously myself. Today we are at the Swiss WellTech Live event in Zurich, and Effie, what has been your impressions so far? It's a beautiful sunny day outside, and in here I have been impressed with the demos that Six shared with us um, in the early morning session. And they have actually been using ChatGPT or some LLM, and mm-hmm. they showed us two very concrete cases. One is how they've integrated um, LLMs in their, um, uh, what's it called, the trade surveillance tool. Mm-hmm. and how that is helping compliance people uh, write a very concrete and well-documented report on whether an alert from the system is a false alert and why it is, or whether it is an alert that ne- you need to look into. And the other two demos that were very impressive have to do with the six market data terminal mm-hmm. that also uses these LLMs to do basically market research that all these asset managers do all day, slashing the time and the accuracy to, let's say, one-tenth. And, you know, we're talking about tasks like uh, uh, give me the the top gainers of uh, this week and, you know, it produces graphs, it gives reliable sources of information. And I'm very excited because I have seen stuff working instead of just talking about the possibilities. And I had Roy Kirby in another podcast earlier. And he mentioned that uh, this whole ID, it was brought to production in less than a few weeks. So they did tests and they just validated and then I brought it to production, which I think it's great from a company such as Six. And and one of the things also in terms of the, the test, because the, the test was made that uh, an experienced user was actually on the system. It took the person 60 seconds and a not experienced person took only 10 seconds. Which brings me a little bit to the experience, and experience is about learning and education. I know, Olga, that that's pretty much your um, your forte, if I may say. So what is your take on, on with your own experience, what, what you actually do as a day-to-day business and, and what you've seen here already at uh, the conference? Absolutely. So I'm so delighted to see more diversity at the conference to also see at least customer experience being a topic to be addressed. I think we still have a little bit of a way to go to kind of come to terms that we might need to educate the customer first before he or she can engage with all these wonderful solutions. So it's almost like there is a whole part that people are on until they engage with wealth management, right? And what I observe today, and hopefully we will still observe throughout the day, is a lot more openness to discuss these subjects, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the great solutions. 
right? How to do it. Um, but I do feel encouraged because being in the industry for almost 20 years is the first time now or one of the few times where at least you see these topics being discussed. Okay, customer centricity, hopefully more than a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. While we all kind of become fashion victims of our great GPT applications. Is, so, it, is it like bringing back the human in the equation of private banking, which traditionally it was 100% in the middle of everything, but then a lot of technology came. So how would you say that's right? I I personally think the industry had the human in the middle and center stage of private banking because you are talking about wealth management whose purpose of growing was through financial advisors. Mm-hmm. Then it pivoted to the other side of the equation, which is the technology is going to do it all. And I personally believe the golden truth lies in the middle. Mm-hmm. The human connection and competence enhanced with the efficiency of technology. And I think the GPT solution that Effie was mentioning is such a great example of it, right? It doesn't take anything away from the human. It just helps the analyst at six to be more effective. In the same way, technology will make financial advisors and wealth managers in general more effective if they mm-hmm. have the openness to endorse it. No, I, I totally agree. And and. You see it here. Um, we brought out the magazine around WellTech, and one of the articles is around how do you augment the relationship, or how do you augment the the private banker um, to have a better conversation, empowered by technology. It's not replacing, but it's augmentation. And if you allow me to add one thing to that, of course, I, I believe that that is where also part of the biggest hurdle will be because. Many advisors in the industry are very traditional. They've been in the industry for a very long time. And it probably requires as much education and change management on the advisors (laughs) as it does to educate the clients to actually engage with it. So Mm -hmm. I think... Those players who actually master to do both, take the advisors on board with these new developments and inspire their clients will emerge on the winning side. Mm-hmm. And this, I think this, that brings me to Urs because that's, that's your cup of tea, right? It's the perfect handover from Olga. This exactly was uh, the panel we listened from the private bankers where I see a big challenge, the cultural transformation to get them along. We heard it from a panelist. It's very difficult. So I see a huge opportunity now for smaller, focused, independent wealth advisors Mm -hmm. to basically use these tools, use them as an assistant and grow with them and start automating, you know, bring in the context, even context information can easily be sourced. And that's where I believe we'll move from wealth advisors, which are literally salespeople mm-hmm. because of the KPIs, we see that, mm-hmm. to become real uh, mentors and coach. And the other example, which I really loved by um, uh, the one lady in the panel was, yes, the Lego bricks, you not just choose, but you basically build your own financial ecosystem for your personal use and you will be coached. By mm-hmm. the experts. Mm-hmm. And if you need an expert to deep dive, you need a solution, maybe insurance, maybe financial planning, you bring it in, you go together, and then this, all these tools like co-browsing, you know, chat, self-service, hybrid services, they can all start playing. And I think there's a huge opportunity, especially for the faster, nimble organizations. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the rise of financial planning, which is somehow underlying already there for a while, but... 
never been really on the foreground. It's a foundation for it, yes, mm -hmm. to implement then the proper solutions because what's the end goal? The customer wants financial freedom, right? I mean, he wants to have this feeling, my finance is under control. Mm -hmm. I get, uh, I can achieve what I want in my life or maybe even move to philanthropy and other purposes depending on your which financial resources, right? Which brings you in the ESG space as well, sustainability. What, what's your, your take on sustainability? I mean, I, I thought it was very interesting uh, hearing about uh, ESG today and being reminded about ESG washing because I feel that we are actually in an era of AI washing. Um, we've gone through the blockchain washing era. Um, the AI washing era is here uh, to stay. And since um, a lot of countries are looking into regulation, I think this will persist with us. And I think the problems that we have um, with ESG, which start with data uh, problems mm -hmm. mainly, uh, and, and then, you know, um, there's the mindset, the culture, but it's really starting with the data uh, problem. I think we have... We will have similar problems in AI because we're talking about what is the data that you are going to mine or, or use to create new business models. And let's be clear also that even those that have use cases of the generative AI, they still haven't figured out what the business model is. Yes, we're talking about productivity gains, but those are not product and services that you're going to sell to, to your customer, um, maybe in some cases, but it's not new business models. So I would say that there's a lot of parallels between mm -hmm. the ESG challenges and AI around data, where it sits, quality of data, preparing your data management to, um, you know, take advantage of these uh, trends, whether they're investing or creating new products and services. Mm -hmm. But that's an, an interesting stake that uh, no business models have been formed. How, is there any feedback from the others? I would agree with Effie, that's true. I mean, we heard the typical saying is always from these panelists coming from banks, it's productivity efficiency gain. And yes, they mentioned that you can actually use these uh, GPT technologies, LLMs, but for, um, you know, bringing the information together, for instance, from your research universe, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there is not really a change in business models. I think we still early stage, but there will be massive changes coming. I, I'm 100% sure we're in a time or era where ecosystems take over. Especially in Asia, you know, there is not even a discussion. Platforms are basically a given. But if you want to succeed, it's an ecosystem approach. And here we still discuss about who is collaborating with whom and who is maybe doing competition. It's not this openness which we always talk about as opinion leaders. Mm -hmm. Well, we're almost at the end of our, our all-star podcast. So maybe, Olga, I'll leave you the last word uh, on ecosystems. Any feedback on that or insights on that? 
that the industry has to come together and that it needs to have the openness to start to embrace other discipline than the prestigious wealth management approach, right? Because as Urs, I think, described it very well in a world of technology where every skilled person can almost become a wealth advisor because the tools are available technologically to do so, where is your differentiator, right? So there's an absolute need for the industry to start to collaborate with technology, with educators, with the so-called retail segment, which beforehand potentially was not something you desperately wanted to look at. And mm -hmm. that to me actually means that world management needs to embed itself into this ecosystem rather than building a bubble on its own. And I feel super encouraged that we see starting points of this here today. Excellent. On that bombshell, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you also to the audience. and. Uh Stay tuned. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector Podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.